Okay, we're here for number two, number two, podcast number two. We've got a name now, the Promoter Mouths Podcast, and I'm Kai Barron, and with me, um, as ever, always, is Pablo Dunn. Well, this is the end of year podcast as well. I thought we'd squeeze one in before the end of the year, because then it goes a bit mental for a week, doesn't it? We all get back into work, yeah. do our normal stuff, and then try and get our heads around the year ahead. Did you do lots of eating and drinking, Kai? Yes, lots. Lots. We weren't going to get a turkey. Went shopping, found a turkey, and so we've been eating turkey for five days. Right. Turkey yeah. sandwiches for three days. A turkey curry, just bits of turkey generally. Yeah. How about yourself? Uh, we we went to a, a local pub on uh, Christmas Day, and uh, that will feature quite heavily in a section that we'll do a bit down the line. Oh yeah, you've got a few things to say about that experience, haven't you? Yeah, sort of reluctantly. I think on the one hand I was going to keep it quiet. On the second hand. I kind of thought it would make really good content because I, I took the liberty of complaining about the experience online and then getting a, a repost by the uh, um, by the owner of the establishment. I think we'll, it, we'll come back to that. Let's leave that as a little hook for people to sort of yeah, because yeah, I think it. we all agree that if there's any roast dinner that is the most important one of the year, it's probably that one, isn't it? Christmas yeah, Day. Yeah, absolutely. If you're going to get your customer service right, do it then. Yeah, but anyway, we'll come back to that. Yeah, oh, I can see this one. It's brewing. <laughs> oh, the red mist is rising. So, so did we need to reiterate our uh, format, for the sake of the listener? The concept. Two rival comedy promoters happen to live in the same sleepy town in Norfolk. Rather than be at each other's throats competing for territory like crap Colombian cartel leaders, we are joined together with a joint aim of banging on about the UK comedy scene through the lens of also living in an idyllic English market town. I think that could be... Well, I, I think that we could turn that into a little intro voiceover bit, couldn't we, to save us... And, hell, then, yeah. and then just drop it in in the start. Yeah, we could Technically. do, yeah. If only we knew people that did that kind of thing. If only we had new people with microphones and, you know, kit to do that sort of thing. Anyway, yeah. we'll we'll find somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure. Um, yeah, good one. Okay, that's it. We are still promoters. We, we've managed to get through another year bringing comedy to people in small places. Yeah, and yeah. I think it's been a good year. Your, your year been good? Been all right, yeah. I was thinking before... Um, uh, I've probably turned over more money than ever before, uh, but not necessarily made any more money. So just the margins are sort of tight. But you ramped up the quality of the acts that yeah, you were yeah. bringing, and, and yeah, that's yeah, helped, hasn't yeah. it? I had a couple of, couple of good payouts, uh, which so I'm, I'm doing my tax now. In the last podcast, I said it was like a labour of love. Um, and and it's whilst that's true, but I also love actually getting money out of it. Mm. It's not because I want to be rich out of comedy. I think of see that as a bit of a pipe dream if I'm being honest but it just seems like a really good barometer of how well you're doing whether or not you whether the numbers stack up or not definitely there's a there's a point I I, I book the acts and I know that's going to cost me whatever the weather and then you've got all the other bits like your advertising and so on once that figure has been met by ticket sales you know you're safe and dry and from that point on it's the hard work that you put in to then filling those extra seats 
And personally, once all that's done, I think I deserve what, what comes. You know, some some people think, oh, they should be giving the acts more or whatever. But the margins are so tight that actually well, the yes, reality they, is uh, you it, put the effort in and you get out what, what you get. The acts always get paid. Mm. And the, we don't necessarily always get paid. And, you know, I mean, I had a, a bit of an altercation with somebody on Facebook who was questioning my uh, structure for pay, saying, well, if you're doing this, you should be paying that. And this is from an act. And it really riled me because this act is not taking any risk when when they turn up they know they're going to get paid x amount whereas sometimes we don't know we're going to get paid mm. and and actually doing my accounts so far uh as to what i've done so far this year is apparent to me that i've paid quite a lot of acts a decent amount of cash so i don't feel any uh compunction about uh, making the odd bit of money here and there. I think for a time I thought your your setup, your format of running the nights was a bit top heavy but then I can see why it's done that way because the name that you're bringing in is the person effectively that they're coming to see yeah, um, yeah, and yeah. they're getting the comedy night around it. I, I get it you know, one person was getting quite a lot of the pot and the others were just getting scraps yeah, yeah. But, um, but that person's making the night possible Yeah and I, I think Putting on several gigs in a row as I do it in a in a typical month, um, it helps because one might only get thirty people in, one might get eighty, and the other might get a hundred. And in balance, you're yeah, not yeah, losing yeah. anything. But you're you know you'd like the first gig to be making more, yeah, and yeah. then you get more at the end of it. But um, ultimately, you know sometimes the second and third gig are, are paying heavily for a gig that wasn't quite as um, as well attended as you might want to but you keep working at it well, but that's the beauty of it you don't lose that's sp- the main speak, thing speaking of which since the uh, first podcast I did that double up which I was a bit worried about because I was doubling up all the acts and I was also worried about the fact that I didn't actually have that many people sort of buy tickets for those two two gigs compared to previous ones but um, yeah it, it, happy to report actually made a bit of money on it not massive amount, but it was pocket money really, wasn't it? Yeah, it, it, it didn't lose any money. Which, if there's a minus in the uh, total column, it's a bit of a kick in the nads, isn't it? Yeah, for a Christmas thing, you, you'd, the expectation is well, it's Christmas and they'll come out regardless because it's a, a big night out. But I've, it happened to me the year before. It's not. It wasn't quite as yeah as fruitful as you might want it to be for Christmas. I, uh, I, for lots of reasons. Yeah, lots of reasons. But one of the biggest reasons I found. Just from the people I know personally out of the audience, that turns up, um, there was a high percentage of people who were away Christmas shopping. Yeah, it was the last weekend, really, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. So, so that, those people that have got money to spend on a comedy night actually went off Christmas shopping and went abroad. I mean, I, so, I, so, I think the year before, there was a bit of a COVID scare going on at the time. Around the 15th of December, there was all sorts going on. So we'd sold about 90, 95 tickets, but 25 people just didn't come for fear-mongering yeah, yeah. And, and whatnot. Um, I'd rather have had the people in there. They didn't ask for refunds or anything, and they've still come back to gigs and, and not mentioned it. Yeah. But um, I'd rather have the people in the room, personally. It just creates a better atmosphere. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So, so comedy rumours. Uh, yeah. Um, well, one thing we would, I wanted to touch on, which was the fact that you and I looked at a venue jointly in in, in the week, Oh, uh, yeah. Big which, old place, wasn't it? Which we don't normally do, but we were sort of, you know, speculatively sort of uh, ha- having a look at this place. Don't We don't want to say where it is, because uh, 
uh, frankly, we would like it to ourselves. But, but, but for the for those listening who are interested, it's a vast, cavernous place um, that has the potential to fit lots of people in. If yeah. only it was uh, just structured the right way on the day. Yeah, exactly. If you if comedy promoters would relate to this, or at least the decent ones will do, you want the noise inside a comedy venue to stay inside it, and the noise outside a comedy venue to not le- leak into it. This venue has the potential for both of those things to go a bit awry. But with good management, we could minimise that. Well, I think in their words, if we can guarantee bringing in enough people, they'll make sure it's airtight, really, Um, whether that works or not. I mean, I have have my doubts. It doesn't scream to me, this is a a great, great, the greatest of places. Um, You know, I I have my doubts about it. Um, But with the right support and you just wonder whether that's what you'll get at the end of the day whether what they what what they agree to and what you turn up on the day once once you turn up to get set up ready to go and you're asking people for things which really you shouldn't be asking them for that that's what i think might happen and then you'll feel bad about trying to tell their staff what to do and you know it's gonna it could get a bit awkward could do it's one of those we'll have to try it and it without trying it you won't know it could be an absolute gold mine slap bang in the city center Amazing footfall, amazing sort of marketing reach. So it's got an awful lot of things going for it, but it's in a venue where it shouldn't really work. Back a but I, bit. I do think the one the one message we we can put out there is that comedy promoters in Norwich um, should be really quite afraid <laughs> of what's coming. <laughs> yeah, weirdly, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, well, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Th- th- there's th- don't do your sums just yet, guys. <laughs> That's my message to you. <laughs> mm. I mean, we're assuming they're going to listen to this. They're probably lost the world to live, and you know we're probably on about seven listens well, for this one. To, and, to be and, honest, and that'll be just you and me. Yeah, <laughs> but it would it would have been worth them listening just to get that message across. Yeah, you know, no, absolutely. Well, actions <laughs> speak louder than words, and yeah. yeah, so yeah, we'll have to put our heads together on that one putting gigs on in a city centre is a you're competing with A other comedy nights B other things that people do I mean we've touched on putting on gigs in sort of places where not that much happens but there is a decent catchment yeah it's kind of where we're at um, I think if the promotional team behind it are true to their word then it could be really exciting I think it wouldn't take much to get the word out yeah, absolutely. If it was done and timed right. Anyway, um, we've got a few venues that we've, we've. You've got a new venue in in um, Woodbridge. Woodbridge. I've got one in Swaffham. Um, that's that's quite an interesting thing, isn't it? Because when we announce our venues, we often see a little bit of attention come to those areas, don't we? we yeah, it's, it's, it's a weird thing from other from other places, from other areas of the comedy industry. We, we, well, yeah. Let, let's be a little bit more explicit than that. We've we've noticed that every time we uh, we we publicly announce a new venue, and another larger comedy promotion agency advertise for spots for gigs that don't exist in the same town. What's that all about? I'm absolutely. Well, I can speculate. Shall I speculate? Yeah, please, because yeah, I'm, I, I'm I mean, confused I by by why it's happened more than enough times for it just to be a. a just to be chance. So, so, so for the if the listeners that aren't into comedy still listening to this, let me, let me explain. Spots are often advertised on forums on social media, and where after 
after uh, Kaima's have announced publicly that we've got gigs somewhere else, you know, we, we we don't do that with any grandiosity. We have to advertise publicly because we want people to come. But we always but, know that there's not an existing gig there that we're going to tread yeah, on their toes. Yeah, absolutely. That's do, the important yeah. thing. And if there is a gig there, we do, as we've said before in the last podcast, due diligence would, would um, dictate that we... Uh, get in touch at least and just let them know but um, when you definitely know there's not a gig and yet then there's a post on the internet which asks for comedians to perform in those areas where you know there's not a gig nonsense yeah. we are watching and we see this happening too often well I don't know who whose benefit that's for is that for us or what I mean you wonder if somebody's trying to put a marker down, sort of saying, "Well, we've got something there. You can tell we had something there because we put an advertisement. You know, we put a post for it." No, or is it is it masking other gigs that they don't want people to know about that they're starting up, not necessarily in those areas? So they're looking for uh, looking for acts and for, for gigs which aren't actually there but nearby. Therefore, it sort of covers. I don't know. Is it that? Is it that covert? I don't think they. I don't think they care enough to be that covert. Very odd. If that makes sense, you know, you you advertise them for that, but you don't want them to know that the gig is going to be in this town. So you ask yeah. for them there and just find out who's available on those yeah, days. Yeah. I don't know. It seems very, very sus. And um, it doesn't do us any harm, uh, but it does make our ears prick up because, you know, naturally we're thinking, well, I didn't realise there was another gig. I'm putting one on there. Whether they then put on free gigs in those areas is, is time will tell. Mm. You know, put on a free gig in a pub. With acts that they'll they'll take the um, take the hit on, just to is it disruptive um, disruptive promotion? I don't know. I yeah, don't know. Maybe, I don't, right. maybe we're maybe we're just paranoid. Maybe you're making your paranoia is rubbing off on me. No, I thought I, I think I brought it to your attention, didn't I? You, you, you did. It was weird because there was a spot advertised which was never advertised before for uh, an opener the following night, and it hasn't been. And oh like, yeah. Um, which was that was a bit odd on a Why gig would... that doesn't exist yeah yeah and could um, never well, exist because it's like tomorrow and and given that I know all the venues that could possibly happen in that small town mm. because I've scouted them all out before making a move it just seems it's odd just... that it's specifically our locations <laughs> yeah <laughs> I don't know probably it's other people's as well but you just don't notice it I don't yeah, know yeah yeah maybe maybe if if, if you're uh, I mean the intention is that some of our comedy promoters might listen to this get in touch um, <laughs> and let us know if that kind of shit is happening where where you are yeah or if you are the person that's doing it um, just let it stop <laughs> stop <laughs> stop doing it yeah, yeah. Um, oh no we although we could do the other thing which is just go and speak to that person directly and say what's all that about but it's more it's much more fun to speculate yeah well, <laughs> and then we get five minutes of podcasting out of it exactly yeah <laughs> thank you for the content <laughs> and a happy new year to you wherever you may be now the, the other bit of this podcast is where we sort of um uh, turn on our uh, uh, turn on the spot and talk about local happenings. Now you've called this parking like a twat in Loddon and Chedgrave. Now I, I do think the Loddon and Chedgrave bit isn't going to travel well to our international listeners around I, the globe. I think it, it's, it's, if you're in <laughs> international, <laughs> yeah. Well, in in the eventuality that we do have international uh, listeners, I think Loddon and Chedgrave sound like made up names. Well, I know somebody it, it from Italy like, has that, listened to this. Oh, okay. Well, you might as well say Trumpton and bloody uh, <laughs> Sun Hill or something. Like it sounds like made up names. 
doesn't it? But parking like a twat. There's got to be a parking like a twat. So this is this is local local stuff. I've got an apology to make. Maybe I'll save it for later. But it will come back to this section. We've got a bit of a section, uh, uh, a bit of a thing later on where we're going to apologise for past wrongdoings on previous podcasts. When we listen back to our podcasts. Um, there's nothing we can do once it's out there, but then we sometimes do regret something we might have said. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I know you've you've felt sad about something you've. <laughs> well, one or two things. <laughs> I mean, loud. yeah, yeah, yeah. But as, I mean, I don't know whether I touch on that now. But yeah, but, but local, um, we we uh, um, uh, well, we tried to go to the. We tried to go to the Angel, didn't we, after this, uh, last time, and it was bloody closed. And then, we, I, I don't know about you, but I tried another couple of times, and it was closed the week Same before Christmas. Same here. And, yes, I went there, we went there after the football. The last, actually, tying it in with the last podcast, we left the last podcast to go and watch a football match. Um, England played France. They lost, sadly. And we thought, well, let's go on. Let's walk back past the Angel. Um they were fucking shut, weren't they? Yeah. On that day. And you know what? Saturday I've been in Christmas. there since. And then I went in on a Tuesday. Um, I went in, I went past on a Tuesday. I had a meal with some people. Thought, oh, that finished early. Went past. I thought, I'll have a quick one in there. I've got, you know, I've got a bit of a green green light to uh, have an extra pint before I go home. Um, they were shut. Following week on the Tuesday, I walked the dog down there. They were shut. Yeah. Turns out they're not open on a Tuesday or a Wednesday. Yeah, that's it's, it's very <laughs> odd. But, but, I mean, it's it's probably normal for Norfolk, and it? it's, it's they do what they like. But I I did make it in there, and and I had to report that it's a decent offer that they put together. Yes, um, the beer is really nice. The atmosphere is actually a lot better than I thought it would be. I I, I think because the the last owners uh, were. Uh, dodgy fuckers yeah <laughs> like to the point one of them had a, a web page made up about him and his fraudulent activities yes that yeah. was right yeah now i went into that guy uh, when he first opened i went in with the offer of a comedy night going back to the last podcast where it was when i was on the search yeah. went in there with a flyer um for, uh, for for comedy and i stood there with the flyer in my hand offering him comedy and I said well it's quite a good revenue booster and he said we don't need extra revenue um, so I thought fair enough he'd only been open about a week um, and sadly that that extra revenue dried right up and he shut yeah um, but he didn't even take the flyer off me I said well I can tell you're not that interested anyway because you haven't taken a flyer and he said uh, no it'll only go in the bin yeah, well, yeah. That's, well, that's what they're meant to do. Yeah, that's. I mean, I, I went in there then. Uh, in that incarnation, um, I went in there with the missus, and we 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 had a meal and had a few drinks. And I mean, I, I'd won some money on a bet. Norwich beat Manchester City, and, I, and it paid me about hundred quid, like because the, the way the bet was set up. I only put a few quid on it, so I was feeling a bit flush. Took the missus out for a meal. Spent about, between us, spent about 80 quid on a meal, and then we were supping drinks. This is a Saturday night, and about half past nine, they said, they said we're, oh, we're closing the bar now, After that's your last drink. I'm like, <laughs> what? what, why, hey, what? He said, yeah, yeah, well, um, we 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 uh, we often get p- people coming back from the other pubs being a bit rowdy, and uh, we don't like that, so we're going to close down. <laughs> Spending their money. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I mean, the the level of arrogance, I mean, it's... You know, basically, it might as well have just said, we've had the money now, fuck off. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. it's really good. They, the the gins, I mean, we talked about it last time, but yeah, what, what you're saying is, it's not as wanky as you thought it might be. 
Pretty much, yeah. Because it and, has the word artisans plastered all, over, plastered all over it. Yeah, and, as, and my working class sensibilities gets a little bit sort of riled by yeah. words but like But I am in agreement, once again, well done Angel in London. And unfortunately, you're not open in January, <laughs> for the whole of January. For oh, there's, there is a reason for that. I did speak to the chap. Yes. Yeah, yeah, he's... he's he, they've established themselves. January not a great month for trade. He's gonna uh, basically make some major adjustments to the yeah. pub and open it, which is sort of fair enough. So I'll just I mean, to... he's literally leaving people wanting more, isn't he? I mean, he's, yeah. he's a bit of a tease, yeah. but it, it, yeah, fair play, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, I, I did think An artisan tease. Uh, anyway, that's it. is that the local bit done? We're yeah. probably going to touch on a bit more of that later on in well, the whole section, but yeah, I um on on the sort of local thing, I mean, I've. And talking about pub landlords, I mean, I, uh, last month I posted, uh, we had, I had a gig in at the White Horse, and one of the things that we often do is we'll we'll take a photo of the gig warming up. It's just another way of keeping stuff on social media. So I took a picture of the um, room set up, ready, and it was a sold-out gig, but there was nobody in it, obviously. It was all set up, ready to go, and posted it saying, oh, another full house set up ready to go um and now the landlord of another local pub who i think you're familiar with yeah i think i know who you're gonna say but i don't know this story yeah uh and it and it's of the king's head anyway he posted underneath it doesn't look very full does it (laughs) and he's always doing shit like that he's he's just i think he's quite jealous i mean he he's the he's the guy that punched um another proprietor (laughs) allegedly (laughs) No, it did happen. It's on. No. It's on camera. Obviously, oh, you know, uh, <laughs> yeah. well, I think it still has to be allegedly. Cause... Okay, and and there was okay allegedly. Um, allegedly, he arranged for people to steal his coffee sign out of the front of his uh, bar as well. Um, and allegedly, I was sat in in his pub um, overhearing two people at the bar talking about the fact that they chucked it in a skip. But allegedly, um, I you know, it was nothing to do with them. Um, but um, I posted this thing and he put underneath, uh, it doesn't look very full. So I put, and I, I, I looked at it and I thought, do I reply to this? Do I stir up, you know, do I stir up? Anyway, all I put underneath was, yeah, a bit like the pints that you serve. So <laughs> <laughs> and left it at that. Uh, and then I then I read it back again. Didn't get any response. You know when you might get, a, you, you know, you, get, you, you might get, get something. Laugh, laughing emoji And so, yeah, so I did the I did the thing of deleting it, thinking, oh, I don't, oh. you know, some, what's he thinking? Is he going to come and try and bring my empire down? Um, but no, nothing happened in the end. But yeah. He said that. I said that. I thought I was being really clever, and then I thought, well, maybe I'm not being quite so clever because he's a nasty piece of work. That but he used to pull my posters down as he walked past the bus stop. I was, he, yeah, was that him? Yeah. Every time people have seen him do it, he used to go past and pull ah, them off. So I've put posters up there before. Yeah. Like for 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 for, for my gigs in yeah. Yarmouth and um, and uh, Southwold or not because it's you know it is within just within the catchment. Yeah, but he didn't pull those down because they're not maybe. No, he pulled them down. Oh, yeah, he did yeah, yours as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I say he did. Uh, somebody did. So I was putting them up. He was pulling them down. Now I staple the fuck out of them, but I don't think he walks down that way anymore. He moved out or something like that. Anyway, yeah. Didn't, I didn't expect it to t- this to take that turn. <laughs> so bloody... <laughs> Anybody local listening to this would probably... Well, I don't want to get barred. Don't bar me, please. I'm gonna like, I'm like, no, I'm no, t- he'll take your money. Don't you worry about yeah. that. All right. We'll, we'll do um, in next in next the next podcast in episode three we get to the swan, 
<laughs> I like this one. Like, yeah, no, I've got no issues. Who's the only one you got left, mate? <laughs> <laughs> Talk about shit where you eat, yeah. Okay. So, what's the next bit? Well, opinion whores. We had right. this last time. I'm a bit confused last time, but. Yeah. Yeah. Opinion whoremongery. Yeah, so basically, uh, within the comedy industry, every now and then, uh, a comedian or a promoter will start spabbing off on social media or on larger media and uh, it will cause a bit of a ruckus that's predominantly because I think comedians lack attention um, and, and that's that's what happens and I, th- I think with, with comics when they have opinions they're capable of delivering them in a really sort of funny charismatic way which makes it all the more engaging however it really doesn't make any of it right but that's that's kind of why I was sort of provoked, really, to maybe uh, have a have a section called opinion holes. So for this one, I've gone a bit historic for my bit, and uh, I noticed that Andrew Lawrence has got a new set which is on the Comedy Unleashed website. Which for the for for, for the uneducated listener, Comedy Unleashed is a part of a, a special night at Backyard Comedy in that there London. And um, where they have people, uh, it's supposed to be sort of a free speech without a trigger warning kind of night where they'll, they'll have more controversial people on. And Andrew Lawrence, about about two years ago, he had a bit of a, probably best described as a bit of a meltdown on, on Facebook where he was lamenting about this, that and the other. And he's properly got sucked into the woke, anti-woke culture war thing. Uh, which is always dangerous territory, so we've got to be a bit careful here, I suppose. And I, and I don't think anybody ends up looking that well out of it when when, when they're on there. So he got sucked into that. It was and a comment you made about um, penalty takers. Well, later on, football. after he got himself nearly cancelled for for, uh, for for ranting first off, he sort of lent into it a bit more, and he effectively got cancelled. Within a week, his own agency sort of dropped him. Yeah, no, nobody would touch him because he was racist. But the, and you know, at the time, I thought, "What have you done, Andrew?" I mean, I, I booked Andrew myself, uh, as I haven't met him, and he, he seems a nice little chap and all the rest of it. And I, and when he when he did that, I kind of thought, "What what's going on here?" Yeah, it's self destruction, isn't it? Self destruction. Or, or did he realise the impact it was going to have? Sometimes yeah. people are throwing out tweets willy nilly, and sometimes they don't even realise just how bad it's going to look. And once it's out there, you can delete it, but the chances are it's been shared yeah, and shared and shared. Well, his in his gig where he's done his first gig since being cancelled, and it was online last week, and I put it on. Um, I sat there watching it, and he and, and he, he describes how he saw it from his point of view. He wasn't being racist; he was mocking people who were on the woke side of the anti-woke debate. So he was poking fun at them rather than saying white players are better than black players. And and the way he describes it in his set, you can sort of see where he's coming from, and. I'm not, I'm not. I'm not giving an opinion on this, but what I will say is, this woke anti woke debate that a lot of comedians get sucked into. Uh, it's it, surely it's now the time we've got to sort of pull away from that because nobody ends up looking really good out of mm. it. 
You know, I mean, and there's other there's other comics I know that um, uh, make 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 a living out of being right wing, and they're really funny. Some of these, and uh, they're not right wing; they're just anti woke. And there's other ones go around doing the virtual signaling and pointing at the right wing comics, but also weirdly they'll sort of forget to be funny as well when they're doing it. So it's just a, you know it's a, just a weird kind of culture war that's sort of permeating through the comedy industry, which is uh, yeah. I generally try to avoid comics who might end up upsetting more people than they entertain. I think there's a danger of alienating yourself as a promoter if you book certain acts. Um, Yeah, it's sad, isn't it? And what what definitely does happen, and I've seen it, I haven't experienced it myself, is that... um, fortunately not experienced myself but is where you book a headliner later or you change a headliner and then acts drop out because they don't want to physically be in the same space or work on the same stage yeah, as that yeah, act yeah. that happens because they're worried about their career because they're worried about being associated with them or you know they they stand up to uh, and it can be anything there, there have been certain allegations to do with sort of sexual allegations or to do with racism or to do with certain things that they've said um, now it's not just one person it's usually enough to warrant it now I can be blind to that sometimes um, and book an act um, but it hasn't happened to me fortunately uh, but there are a lot of acts who I have looked at booking um, and then done my research and realised they're not the person they're not they're not my guy really I mean weirdly I mean Andrew Lawrence is an absolutely exceptional talent exceptionally talented comedian one of the funniest acts I ever saw yeah. was Andrew Lawrence the first time I saw him booked him and I've just pulled up here um, he destroyed a gig Sadly, um, he was just, it wasn't going his way. Look at the, look at the lineup. This is the review I've got. On, um, Patrick Monaghan, John Richardson, and closing was Andrew Lawrence. And there's a line in here. He lost control and couldn't regain it, which was a shame, as his hat had been pretty decent up until that point. But um, it got to a point where basically he was getting heckled and was a, was verbally abusing the audience and wouldn't leave the stage he was just he was just game for it and it was yeah. an absolute car crash yeah. and sounds ended... like an entertaining one was this pre-meltdown oh this was pre-meltdown this was years ago yeah, yeah this right. this was back in 2006 right. uh, so, so along so, so this was you on 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 stage with these people or... yeah i was comparing this one and I, I this was my gig and i where is it? In front of the right audience, Andrew Lawrence would have gone down a treat, but at the beach bar, most of the audience wanted straightforward jokes, which he wasn't producing. Another interval later, and it was time for the headline act. Before Andrew Lawrence had even got to the stage, the first heckle of ginger was shouted by an audience member. Lawrence handled this well with stories about growing up with ginger hair, uh, blah, 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 and why he didn't want to come to Yeovil. And then, yeah, it just went from bad to worse. He started to, He just started to tell them to, to F off. Um, and yeah, the audience was divided on that one. Um, but yeah, that was my experience of booking him. But I still think I, I think I've booked him twice actually. Uh, that was the second time. And well, I, I booked him post meltdown, um, and he absolutely stormed it. But I had another act say to me. Oh, I could come to that, but I'm not going to that. He's a right wing so and so. Yeah, you'll get that. And and that that sort of aggravated me. I thought, oh, dude, you know, leave it out. But then he went off and said what he said afterwards, and then sort of probably vindicated (laughs) that kind of point of view. However, possibly unintentional, because what I've seen on the the latest thing, the, the latest special, you can kind of see where he's coming from. 
It, but it's such a dangerous territory to sort of go into. And in fact, I can sort of tell by looking at you, you're a bit nervous that we're talking about it now. No, no, really? not at all. I book Frank Sanazzi frequently. Yeah. <laughs> and he goes down a storm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, although, when he booked him last, I did see people leave halfway through. Yes, was... three or four, three people left. Yeah. And then I was flyering about a week later uh, for another gig. And I handed a flyer to someone and, and I said, Dad, do you like comedy? They said, yes, we've been to one of your gigs last week with Frank Sinatra. I said, oh, well, did, did you did you enjoy it? They said, no, we walked out. <laughs> and I said, oh, I'm glad I bumped into you because we were wondering. And, uh, yeah, I don't know if they knew what they were walking out from. I don't know. Were they walking out from this, eff- you know, the I, I was sat the behind stage? Them. I, I was sat behind them and I could see uh, there the, the, the was there was a lady there who looked like, she wasn't impressed and everybody was elbowing each other and she seemed like the dominant in personality there. right so they it, it was like well she's not impressed we better fall in line with that honestly so, so there was a bit of that going on yeah but but funny as fuck yeah as, no absolutely as, as, and what what i loved about that gig was that there was a large number of people in the audience who were laughing as uncontrollably as I did when I first saw him perform in Edinburgh um, with the Iraq pack. Um, so <laughs> it's wrong, though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. You know, it it's a cabaret turn, really. But you know, it, it's him. It's Osama bin Crosby. Uh, <laughs> it's Sadami Davis Jr. <laughs> and uh, and there's another one. Um, what's his name? Stalin. Um, oh, anyway. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Peter I, I, Cunningham, God, it, please yeah. do go out of your way to look him up. Yeah, he's and brilliant. if you are a promoter, book him. He's not what you think. I, I, I will get around to it. I'm always. I like to, the more risky acts. I'd like to sort of put him in in a venue when it's properly bedded down. Uh, just you know, you, you put the wild yeah. cards in once, once, once you've got the finger stuff. I mean, it, it, his act is born for cabaret, but it, it goes down a tree. But like I say, there were the uncontrollable laughter is what I love sharing with. If if that has a response, it's the same thing. Andrew Lawrence, going back to him, was an act that gave me that absolute, you know, um, uncontrollable sense of uh, enjoyment um Sol Bernstein Frank Sinatra um there were a couple and um yeah uh, Ian Cognito was another one yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but there are there are several but th- those are some of the main ones that have just been like wow this is something special and when you share that with an audience it's magic and you just know that that's that's what you really do the comedy for because not every night's like that you know some are you've got to, you, you have got to take some risks haven't you I mean if you get everybody who's completely just okay at comedy, but you know that they're going to do an okay job and all the rest of it. You don't get those brilliant moments, but every now and then you've got to, you've got to take a risk, even if you risk it sort of going belly up, because uh, because you know certain acts could go a bit wrong, but well, you know when they go right, they go more right than others, you and, know. And we're only at a certain level of, of of comedy promotion where you know we've got these local gigs and they're they're all um, well and good, but um, in this day and age, an act like Frank Sinatra has the potential to be taken the wrong way by local press and suddenly yeah. your name is, you know, you're the guy that's put on a, 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 you know, a Nazi impersonator on stage. It's so near and yet so far from that as yeah, it acts. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's unbelievable. You know, funny's funny and and it's it's so not what you expect. You put a note here in the uh, full disclosure. We wrote some notes, but there's something about being shamed by bread. Yeah, hey. bread shamed. Yeah, yeah. What's that about? Yeah, bread shamed on social media. You you were talking last time about how people try and 
leak their opinions into your life and kind of um, judge you for certain decisions you make in your life. And I think I posted a picture of some crumpets I had cooked recently. Um, and they were Warburton's crumpets. Oh, nice. Um, now, there are some individuals on the internet who have um, completely pushed Warburton's out of their lives, much as some have pushed Weatherspoons out for, for certain reasons. Um, you know, treatment of staff during the lockdown. You remember Weatherspoons. Yeah, yeah. um, but Warburton's bread apparently is on the hit list as well. Is because right? uh, they support the Conservative Party with contributions. And so now I can't have my crumpets. Are these comedians? Um, Predominantly. It's a photographer. Right, right, OK. <laughs> right, every time every time Warburton's are mentioned, it's kind of... Or, or even not. <laughs> it's, it's weird. I mean, I, I won't bulk... I, we, we, we spoke last time about uh, um, people uh, saying that you shouldn't be watching the World Cup because Qatar's a bad country and I, that, that, that was winding me up i can sort of see why you might want to boycott something like that because of that but you know i like football i'm quite partial to a crumpet and I, you know especially yeah. the warburton's ones as it happens i do like them. i mean if i was putting yeah. pate on a hot crumpet or something i'd understand people's rage but not just you know what? what's up with pate is that not good is that okay you that but no old marmite or something like that yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh I see because it's uncouth yeah because ah, yeah, I, I was thinking what is patty it's not like five grand is it I mean I can well, sort of understand that being a bit yeah just meat paste isn't it mystery yeah, yeah. meat paste you know which which I think would would maybe yeah would encourage people to say no you shouldn't do that but just eating really because they're bloody lovely bread Oh, yeah. And if Warburton's are listening, like, I don't care what you do with your money. You do make good bread and it lasts a lot longer. It's never people with these <laughs> opinions sidling up to you where nobody else can hear. It's always people with these opinions who broadcast them like uh, like to hundreds of people at a time. You Picture know the I mean? scene. I'm there just about to bite into my lovely crumpet, my Warburton's crumpet, and I just read that. And now I don't know what to think. I don't know whether, I don't know whether to block this person, whether to get rid of my crumpet, because now I've already bought the crumpets eat your crumpets and, yeah. and use use lure pack it's like, expensive and I'd like to know what what that person does when they walk past the Warburton's in the supermarket I bet they've always just uh, no that's it they put p- photographs <laughs> this is it they've actually put pictures of themselves this just reminded me and that's why yeah it triggered me a bit um, of them putting two fingers up to loaves of Warburton's in the supermarket it's just yeah, two yeah, fingers right. yeah uh and and the the stack of loaves in the background. Fuck I, off. I mean, I I got involved. I, I very rarely get involved into sort of hoo has on social media. But there was one about um, Weatherspoons where people started, you know, made an offhand comment about Weatherspoons, and, and I understand that it, it, the guy didn't treat everybody tremendously well during the pandemic, which he, I think he tried to make amends for, and he's a massive sort of Brexit supporter, which you know. I, I'm not keen. I'm not, I wasn't massively keen on Brexit, and I certainly didn't like that propaganda shoved down my throat when I was trying to have a pint, which he did in his pubs. So I'm not, I'm not a massive fan of all of that. But uh, I left a comment on this guy who was lamenting about um, weather spoons, and I basically said, "You can say what you like about them, but at least for people who wouldn't otherwise be able to afford to go out for, to have a few pints, he makes it possible for them. So be careful what you wish for." 
because I think he was sort of saying, yes, they, they've closed loads of pubs, fantastic. So I was saying, it's not necessarily all good. And then it turned into a bit of a... I ended up blocking a couple of people because they were like basically sort of talking down to me. Well, Ada was saying that people who go to Weatherspoons uh, aren't very good people because they're a bit trampy or whatnot. So, yeah, have a go at some poor people, why don't you? Right? And he, he was taking a moral high ground about going in there and saying, well, maybe I should have one less pint and go somewhere else. And I thought, oh, do fuck off. I mean, I'll be honest, the Weatherspoons is the one place I haven't been into for never... about three years. Oh, OK. Well, yeah. Because, because any reason? It, it started off as a... It did start off as the, when he did what he did. And I, I appreciate he's done an, enough to probably make amends for it or, you know, a lot of people have forgotten uh, but I just chose not to. and But at the same time, I did say I'm never going to have, have a McDonald's again. But that didn't last long either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I will buy other plates if they treat me badly. So when in the first incarnation of the angel, when they took us out at half past nine, I never went back in again until mm. the new owners came in. But the only but reason it, the only reason I did make that decision is because it was all over the internet. And he, he was the, he, you know, he was being crucified everywhere. Yeah, yeah. And it was like, yeah, that's bad. But that's the power of social media for you. Yeah, you know, yeah. but I have managed to stick to that. I mean, I've got no reason to, uh, yeah, to go in there. I don't know if if you said, "Oh, I'll meet you in the Weatherspoons." I don't know what I'd do at the moment because um, I haven't been in one, and no. I've cho- I chose not to. Um, but yeah. they do serve cheap booze, and you yeah. do get some good exercise when you want to piss. You do, yeah, yeah. You need a <laughs> those mat, things don't you? work. Yeah, yeah. Those things work in in hand. Um, praise be. Well, praise be and hellfire and damnation on this. Um, occasion work hand in hand don't they yeah because on the one hand you're praising people that served you on christmas day on the yeah. other hand <laughs> go well, on we've been well, waiting yeah. for this tying it back to what we were saying at the beginning uh i'm not going to name the establishment uh, i don't think that would be fair and and i don't think i came out of this in any glory but i'm prepared you to talk write about a it review with a false name <laughs> well yeah well i've got a false name on my google account anyway just 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 because of general paranoia. So, so, and I'm not even going to say what that false name is. I'm very grateful if you didn't. Right. <laughs> I'm tempted. No, I'm not. Uh, yeah. Um, I'm not going to do it. So, so yeah, went out Christmas Day with the missus. And we and we, we don't normally do this, but our, our respective children were off at their other parents, if you see what I mean. So, so we booked in a place locally. And they had absolutely took as many bookings as they possibly could. It's fair enough, you know, what, what, if it, if it's a, if the sun's shining, make hay and all the rest of it, absolutely no problem with that. But they opened up a part of the uh, pub, which they don't normally open up, and you could tell this because you'd get, you'd get there, it was sort of half decorated with bits of, uh, the, the, there were some patio doors with sort of builders, build, builders writing on it. And oh, really minimal Christmas decorations and I sat on three different chairs before I found one that wasn't about to collapse so this was obviously the arse end of the pub where they shove all their broken chairs and I sat there wobbling around on a chair and it was like, okay, alright and then, you know getting myself together thinking well at least I'll get a pint in a minute and and it it wasn't a minute, it was like about 20 minutes before a pint came and that was Five minutes after, somebody pushed a bloody seafood cocktail into me, in, in front of me. And the seafood cocktail was nothing like as advertised. But I didn't even... I 
I wasn't even bothered about that. I was more bothered about the overall feeling of being shepherded in and then shoved in a corner and being thrown, thrown pre-made food at straight away without any, yeah. any drinks coming my way. And absolutely grateful for all the staff that were working that day. They were doing a really difficult job under a difficult, a really good job under difficult circumstances. Um, but the, the establishment had just booked too many people. And frankly, I just thought they got a bit greedy. Yeah, having worked in um, hospitality for a good few years back in the in a previous life, um, that smacks of uh, they were full. Realised they were getting loads of inquiries. Yeah, and decided to just go for it yeah yeah absolutely. even though they were understaffed and and, and i've got some sort of uh understanding for that because it's been up and down for the hospitality industry so you've got to take your good days when you get them i absolutely get that but for christmas day you got you you, you can't no you can't push people into, into the bit upstairs where all the wonky chairs are and and you've got that many people in there you you, you haven't quite got enough staff to cater for them yeah so it, that can backfire and it, it sort of did, and, and then then what I did in terms of um, uh, the baddies of this piece, and I count myself as a baddie in this piece as well because I did. Me and the missus were talking about it afterwards, and I was like, "That is properly out of order what they did." Um, so I found myself writing a review online, which I did, and uh, you're welcome to read it out yeah. if you think that's it. It'll be I'll read it how, it how it maybe was received by the by by the layman online. Absolute respect and gratitude to the staff who were working Christmas Day to service. Genuinely also impressed was the efficiency employed to take 60 plus quid ahead for what was really below par carvery. (laughs) I like that. We were sat in the bit you would normally walk past to get to the terrace and dangerously wobbly chairs that were probably shoved up there out of the way in a bit not normally considered acceptable to seek customers unless it's Christmas Day and you've gotten carried away with taking Christmas loot to the point where you would just shove people anywhere. No bar service and the drinks order taken half an hour into being seated and five minutes after food arriving. No Christmas music. I mean, that, for me, is, yeah. is, is absolutely out of, out of order. No atmosphere. Um, that could be a little bit up to you, you know. You could have had some hand in the atmosphere. Yeah. <laughs> Yourself? <laughs> no. Not blaming the staff for that because if they're treated with the same level of disdain as the customers, then it's no wonder they're having staffing issues. I actually don't mind that the food was poorly executed, underwhelming, and some of it was undercooked. Obviously, a day off in that regard. I know because I've been lots of times. I just mind that the whole thing stank of a cynical exercise in pocket emptying rather than any real attempt to provide a decent customer experience on Christmas Day when that actually really matters. Oh, there's a reply as well. This is from the owner. Does he do that? Yeah, he does. He, 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 <laughs> I've noticed some previous replies. And also there's a pattern emerging as well. You don't expect to reply. You expect to just put it out there and just deal with it yeah yeah or, or at the very least was you know uh, uh, sort of uh, uh, sorry you felt that way um, we, we try our best or whatever but I, I think it sort of speaks for the type of people that run run the place I'm quite mortified by the tone of your review more so if you have been lots of times I'm deaf trying to place you too 
Mm. That sounds quite threatening. It's a bit menacing, isn't I'm it? Trying to pe- I'm trying yeah. to place you. Yeah. Yeah. Who, who, the, who the fuck are you? I can see you are obviously upset, but as a regular, I thought you might join the other regulars in congratulating us getting through the day with four staff missing. One had a genuine heart attack away from, from here. So, on that... I looked at other previous reviews just to see if it wasn't just me being a nutcase. And I found one from six months ago where he wheeled out the old we've had a member of staff had a heart attack thing. That was like six months ago. So, so, if, you, so if, you, if you complain about something, you go, oh, we've had a member of staff, member of staff who's had a heart attack. I mean, it could and be it could be fact. We, we mustn't... We mustn't. It could um, be, yeah, but six months ago, I mean, it's well, what's going on? I mean, Do you think they re-employed him or is it another one? Another person's had a heart attack. I think it's the same. I don't know. It's <laughs> the fact that they responded to that. I mean, if I was them, I wouldn't have risen to it. I'd have just gone, well, we've had plenty Ooh, of other decent He goes on, I take your comments as a personal insult about the loot. What did you say about the loot? I said it was an exercise in grabbing Christmas loot, I think. <laughs> yes, it Which is. it was. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, even, even if it was perfect, it still is. But you just don't take that sort of money off people. On the most important roast dinner of the year. Yeah, yeah. It is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. If only you knew the true background. I'm sorry if we missed the boat with you in the second sitting. No one knows about Who does a second sitting on Christmas Day? Yeah. I mean, that already... I used to work for a harvester on Christmas Day as a waiter years and years ago. um, And it was the best tips ever, you know. You can't get that wrong. They can turn tables. That was fine. But but restaurants like this, if they're understaffed, I would like to make amends, though, a more personal route, even discussed by email, but you chose to broadcast via Google, didn't you? Yeah. Well, that that sort of hit me a little bit, because if somebody sort of criticised the comedy night, I may feel similar. So uh, I, where I think I probably didn't cover myself in glory was probably being a bit sensitive to that. Mm. But then on the other hand, it's kind of how reviews work. And if you go back to my pre- previous reviews, you'll find that nearly all of them are like really decent reviews. So, so like reviews work. You're meant to sort of, and that's what happened. And <laughs> you've, sorry, you've moved. Clear. I'm just scanning up now while you're while you're chatting there. You've you've moved your attention from Facebook now to uh, to the reviews to to the Google reviews, haven't you? Because you've replied to his reply. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Instead of taking criticism on the chin and apologising for what was an absolute poor experience, you've gone full victim mode and made out I have been the one that's out of order. You make a fair point about emailing you rather than making it public review. I had not considered that. I would have been minded to delete this review had you apologised. But since you've somehow made out that I'm the one at fault, you can shove it. (laughs) I had considered complaining when paying, but conflict on Christmas Day? I don't think so. And in any case, there was already a lady next to me remonstrating about having to wait so long for drinks. Three stars reads like a one. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I upgraded it to three stars. Oh, was it a one? one. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And I thought, well, you know what, a one's going to drag down his rating. It wasn't that bad, but you know, I don't want—I genuinely don't want to ruin his business. But I wanted him to know what what, yeah. what he'd done, and he—he he, he made a point about emailing. But I'm sort of split on that as well. Yeah, but I think you would have been were... emailing him backwards and forwards for ages. Just and, and, and I don't think he would have taken a blind bit of notice. I mean, no. if he's that, that that he can delete an email, but that yeah, yeah, wow. wow. So Pablo. 
I felt, I felt bad about that in the end. It, I didn't feel as though, like, because we, you know, we we do things for the public. But interestingly enough, if you if I try and look for that review online, I can't see it. But yeah. you you can still see it. I think so it's probably it's, subject to some kind of review. Something's happened there. Yeah, it's not yeah. been published yet. I don't reckon. I, I think he's written to Google or pressed the button and said, "I dispute this. It's a false review. So it's it'll be under review." You should not fuck up Christmas Day. Absolutely not. People are putting their trust in a in a venue for Christmas Day, and I stand by that because I used to work in catering. I used to work in a hotel where it was like 160 quid a head yeah, yeah, for yeah. a Christmas dinner, yeah. um, and people used to come, you know, absolutely ram the place, and it had to be really, really good. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I don't care if it is a pub up the road, you know, if yeah, you're going yeah. to invite people in for that important meal. I mean, you were paying 60 quid for what you normally pay 15 for quid for. It was a carver, and that, that wasn't even clear on, a, on, on on. You didn't know it was a carver until you got there. Did you yeah. have to choose before you got? there whether you wanted turkey honestly yeah you did uh but i could go on a lot more about stuff that was wrong there and I sort of touched on it but i thought no i'm not going to do that i'm just gonna, i'm just i'm just going to sort of describe the the whole spirit of yeah. the experience yeah yeah um, no. You know, but, that's what reviews are for. And actually, you feel better for doing it. Don't let him make you feel I did worse. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because uh, on the one hand, I felt, yeah, uh, you know, I've, I've destroyed him. With did you sweat. write that on Christmas Day after you got back? You uh, <laughs> no, I, I, it wasn't actually on Christmas Day. I don't think it was. Um, Boxing Day. Something like that. When the gloves yeah, yeah. are off. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, I thought, well, I'm not going to sort of send that Christmas day ruin his Christmas, so ruin his Boxing Day instead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just when he's finished washing up. Yeah. But I, I, I tell you what, in hindsight, I mean, it, it, it's given us a bit of content for the podcast, but if I had the time over, I probably wouldn't have posted anything. That's the truth <laughs> Fair of it. Fair enough. Yeah, but, yeah, but there now you it's, go. Now it's there. Just st- go with it. Just move on. Yeah, it's out there. I will, yeah, and, but I'm not. I can't see you being a regular there anymore, though. Well, I wasn't actually a regular. I've been in there a few times. <laughs> I mean, I like. No wonder we can't place you. It, it's always an option for a Sunday carvery, and I saw, over the years. How many people in were in that little area where you sat with the wonky chairs? Uh, there was two tables of about sort of seven, seven, eight people on the other tables. And me and the missus were just on a like a. So he's narrowed it down. He's like, it's one of those. Oh, he must <laughs> know. Yeah, yeah, he'll know where we are, but I don't think he knows me. <laughs> Uh, but he, he, there was a lot going on. <laughs> but he, but he, he was letting all his staff run around like blue ass flies, and he was sat there having a pint with his mate, watching it, watching it all. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, he's yeah. four staff down, and he's sat at the bar. Yeah, sat at the bar. Oh, yeah. Fuck him, then. He doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah, you know, yeah, he yeah. should have been adding to your experience. I think I, I saw him moving around very slowly, picking up plates, but he was just getting in the getting in the way. And most of the time, he was sat there with his mate having a pint, like. And then he sort of said goodbye to us as we were leaving. And and as he did so, he was there drinking with a pint, and it was almost like you could, after such a shit experience, yeah. you could see him counting the yeah. sixty pounds yeah. every time he walked out. He's going, "That's another sixty pounds." That's yeah, another sixty pounds. Because like, you do it yourself when you have got comedy people plus drinks, though, eh? Plus must, drinks, yeah. So well, yeah, you, yeah. you must have been down for one fifty per table of two. Yeah, well, Minimum. what was it? Yeah, I think one hundred and forty quid we spent in there in yeah. total. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but there you go. I mean, look. It was Merry Christmas. Full, yeah. That's the Christmas spirit right there. Yeah, yeah. If I had a restaurant, I'd do exactly the same. Absolutely rinse. Well, right. and in fun, fact, funnily enough, I, I'm thinking about doing something very similar, <laughs> but I don't want to think. I don't want to bring the quality down. Look, we've been we've been um, yakking on for over an hour now. This is number two. Paul, are you still enjoying it? I am. That's been a pleasant chat, hasn't it? We've still got uh, we've got some apologies to make though. This the section we call contrition. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. I think it's only fair. I mean, we, I can't apologise for anything we've said on this podcast um, yet because yeah. I haven't heard it back. When it dawns back, you know, I might be apologising for something that's actually fine, uh, but you know, we listen to stuff, we hear other people's opinions, we get so many emails from listeners, don't we, Paul? I listened back to what we did. And then I've, I've kind of thought, ah, you know, there's a couple of bits there which, if people are listening to, they might take offence to. What, uh, did, and you, what did you say so, that, so that the, didn't sit well? Well, there was one comment I made. I was I was talking about open spot comedy gigs, and basically I was saying they. I think from my comment was they pollute people's expectations of what comedy is really about. And I went on to say that I used to do them, and when I did them, they were shit. But honestly. They served a purpose. They weren't entirely shit. There were some really fantastic moments. And I think you made the point last time that they do serve a purpose in so much that for comedians they, who start off being not very good, they've got to go somewhere to be all right. Yeah. And those open spot gigs is is where they do that, and they absolutely serve a purpose. And, and s- I, I did enough of them myself. So, I, you know, when... Arguably, I was an open spot comic myself, so yeah. And arguably, those nights are really hard because they're all of a certain level sometimes, and and those act that rise through those ranks often deserve to get the success. What I would say though, if there are any open spot acts listening to this, don't just go to open spot gigs. Go to pro gigs to see what's meant to happen. Yeah. There's a weird dynamic at open spot gigs. One is you all laugh at each other's jokes. I know because I've done it, so you don't really know what works and what would work and wouldn't work against a normal paying audience. And also, your audience there is sort of, you know, you're being weighed down by the fact that it's an amateur night, and your audience instinctively knows that. So you're not getting a good reflection. And also, if, if all you're watching is other open spots, you're not learning anywhere near as much. Yeah, than what you would if you're watching. And uh, if the investment you're making is in travelling up and down the country to open uh, open mic nights, um, some of that money would be better spent going to medium level pro nights and and watching the experts do it. Yeah, um, exactly. You that. know, nights that are on in the sort of venues that you're playing as an open spot would um, like the ones that, for example, I put on um, in pubs and and, and small venues watching the pros do it and you'll see open spots that are just breaking through and that's where you want to be and you'll see how that fits in with the bigger picture uh, but you'll certainly see the pros and sometimes that can be lacking if all you're doing is is going out every weekend to to gig yeah, for free yeah. um yeah okay i think i think you've managed to redeem yourself there there was other things as well but i'll i'll forget about those. yeah i mean i i suppose you know one of the things i i we, we talked about putting photographs online of people who park badly in the local area. And yeah, I, I am guilty of putting pictures online of, of cars parking badly, particularly outside the kebab shop. And, and I do know that on occasion I've put the picture of the delivery driver's car, <laughs> which is parked out there picking up food for you and I probably. And I apologize because I, I said, fuck him. But I, I don't think I meant it that way. Um, and and the other the other one was um, I got into questioning the payment terms of a of a large national comedy yeah. brand. And, I wanted to talk about uh, that. You know, yeah. it really is none of my business. So you know, I don't care. You know, if you if you if you're willing to wait ninety days. 
for your payment that you agreed 30 days. Well, <laughs> yeah. Up to you, guys. I, I was thinking about that, and I was thinking, yeah, I'm getting a bit high and mighty about that. On the one hand, pay your acts, right? Pay, 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 pay them when you say you're going to pay them, right? That's important. But if you say you're going to pay them in 30 days, try and do it then. But <laughs> me getting high and mighty about not paying on a night and all the rest of it, I think... That and I know myself because my my budget is if I'm paying acts in cash, I have to take out quite a lot of cash a few days before to the point that I've got to do it over various days. Yeah. Now, if I had a, if, suppose I scale up by just I say a factor of five, which is possible, I'm, I might end up doing that. No, but backs uh, backs on the night. But, not not out of the question, is it? But the point is, if even if I did that, I'd have to make sure I've got that money in my current account. Which, to be able to sort of send it on, I'll have to open a separate business account, and I've got to make sure the cash is in there. But given that you don't get the ticket, anyway, it's cash flow. It's cash flow. But if you've got the, yeah, the bigger you are, the more acute these issues get. And I probably was a bit sniffy And some of the venues take the ticket money and then pay the promoter, and that takes a a while. Um, That can happen. So we're not, yeah, we, you know, the way the way I do it is not necessarily the way I expect everyone else to do it. But yeah, and, 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 and with scale, you, you get problems that go uh, come with that. And I think so. I've, I've got I've got the potential for problems later down the line because really I'm paying acts today with money for next month's gig, which has come in from ticket sales. If that makes sense, so at some point, yeah, yeah. the likelihood is if it all came crashing down. That's why I think some promoters disappeared around the COVID times is because they'd been spending money they didn't have, or they'd been spending money that wasn't meant for the gig that they were. That, I mean, we've said it before. Yeah. The, the margins in comedy are shite, yeah. and and it's you're not building up a massive pile of cash unless you properly scale up. And even then, well, you, I, you see these outfits come and go. I've just sold, let's say, four tickets for a gig in March. You know, and that's sixty odd quid, which is actually going to end up being spent on February acts, if that makes sense. And and so it goes. There is a knock on. I mean, it all comes in in the end. But we're not talking huge amounts of money here. You know, yeah, yeah. one day we might be. Yeah, let's see. It's been uh, an absolute joy. Yeah, enjoyed uh, that. Enjoyed that, Kai. Um, and you. the music, just before we go, the music that um, I put on at the beginning, and I'll put it on the beginning of this one because we haven't got anything as an alternative yet. But the music I put on, the intro, is a song called Change My Town. Yes. Change My Town. Yeah, that's it. And. Um, if you are wondering, if you've been, if you've got that little earworm now, um, a little bit of indie music in your ear from the beginning, and it will be coming up very shortly as we sign off. Um, I, I'm very proud to say that um, it's it's Pablo Dunn here is the artist um, who created that music, and uh, I thought it was very fitting. Change my town. Well, we do change towns by bringing entertainment to it. That's the tenuous link to that. But yeah, um, yeah I thought. And actually, we, we both it. changed our town round about the same time to live here yeah because we'd moved there about the same time we didn't True. know didn't know each other yep. and we put in comedy elsewhere so you know and we do yeah. make we do make nice ripples and and certainly social media is lit up yeah, yeah. with with the stuff that we do but um you know we're building we're building um a little community or a growing community of people who are getting access to some amazing quality comedy um, just because we're we're bringing it and and yeah that makes us proud and it's nice to join forces in this uh, rather uh, whimsical way um, and yeah yeah absolutely we go into the, heading into the new year and hopefully it'll be more successful than the last which was 
successful in its own right. So thank you, Pablo, once once more, and we'll be signing out, and you'll probably hear it about now coming in as we sign off. Thank you, Paul. Thanks, Gary. Suddenly everything seems to be falling down. Well, we got another my thoughts keep me spinning around. I look for the answers, but solutions just can't be found. I feel I gotta run, change myself, and change my town. Support Kai and Pablo by becoming a Patreon subscriber at patreon.com slash promotermouths.